Chicken bones, chicken bones. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, hello out there. This episode of the Tiger Pit is brought to you by Unplugged Essentials. Hemp is at the core of their innovation. However, not all hemp is created equal. Instead of using either isolated CBD or cannabis oil, which are the most popular cannabis-derived products on the market right now, they have infused their soaks with water-soluble hemp-derived phytocannabinoid-rich powder. This way, they can make sure that their products take advantage of the several hundred bioactive components present in hemp. They make no compromise in quality whatsoever and ensure each batch is lab-tested and 100% THC-free. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook, Unplugged Essentials, or you can go to their website, unpluggedfloatessentials.com. That's unpluggedfloatessentials.com and get yours today. If you use the promo code the Tiger Pit, you'll get an additional 10% off your order. We are also brought to you by Athlon Rub, the next generation in performance and recovery for all sports. Yes, each and every sport out there. It's a new and uh, new approach on the traditional Thai oil formula. So those of you in the Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu community, you already know what's going on with Thai oil and Athlon Rub is definitely taking it to the next next level. Founded on a time-tested formula and enhanced through proven ingredients made in an FDA and ISO certified lab in the U.S. Certified and continually tested by informed choice to be free of banned substances, PEDs, and cross-contamination. You can go to athlonrub.com and take a look at the products they have available. Check out what people are saying about it. Read testimonials. See if it's something that's going to fit into your routine. And when you decide it is, use the promo code the Tiger Pit for an additional 10% off whatever you got in your cart. We are also brought to you by Knock My Legends, celebrating the heroes, legends, and icons of Muay Thai and kickboxing. Their mission is to create art in the form of apparel that honors each fighter's contribution to the sport and to the art that we love. They have a great selection of shirts and other gear and accessories that highlight the greats of the sport from the past all the way up to today. Uh, I like the Kensak shirt a lot. And uh, if you follow them on Instagram, they've been uh, kind of hinting maybe at some designs that they might be working with or some, some upcoming stuff. Uh, you can follow them on Facebook and Instagram and check out some of the things I was talking about. At Knock My Legends, N A K M U A Y Legends.com is the website, and Facebook and Instagram is Knock My Legends. And once again, if you find something you like, enter the promo code The Tiger Pit for an additional 10% off of your purchase. All right, we are also brought to you by Diplomatical Rum which is distributed in over 80 countries throughout the world. It holds the Ron de Venezuela DOC and is recognized as one of the finest rums in the world. I can attest to that. I love this stuff, man. You know, you put like three, four ice cubes in a glass, you know, give yourself a nice home pour, you know, not what they give you in the bar. They have the traditional... You know, it's the, the the black bottle with the old guy on the on the label, and that guy just looks so cool. It makes you just want to buy the bottle just for that. Uh, the prestige level and the distillery collection. You can find them online at rondiplomatico.com. That's rondiplomatico.com. Go there and check out what they have, and also learn more about the history behind one of the best rums in the world. We are also brought to you by the 
SteppingRazorBarbershop.com at 952 Flushing Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. This one's for our uh, New Yorker listeners here. Stepping Razor leans into the realm of the classic 1940s barbershop without being stuck in the retro vortex. They specialize in American classic traditional haircut styles and shaves. But if you're bald like me, go there and get your beard trimmed up. I know trimming a mustache is a pain in the So uh, better to have somebody who knows what they're doing do it and not have to shave your face because you messed something up on accident. You can check them out on Instagram at The Stepping Razor Barbershop or go to TheSteppingRazor.com to book an appointment and get yourself looking good and feeling good. That's TheSteppingRazor.com. And lastly, this is another one for you New York listeners here. Um... We are brought to you by the Dojo NYC at 1082 Cypress Avenue in Ridgewood. It's that, like, it depends on what side of the street you're on. Like, you could be in Brooklyn on this side and you're in Ridgewood on this side. Either. Anyway, the Dojo is a fully equipped martial arts training center specializing in Koporinya Jiu-Jitsu, traditional Muay Thai, and MMA. Whether you want to just get a good workout in or compete at a high level, it's a great place to train. Uh, you can go to the dojonyc.com and check out their classes, instructors, and programs and sign up for a free trial class if you're in New York City and you want to check them out. That's the dojonyc.com online or uh, the dojonyc on Instagram and Facebook. Our guest on this episode is a voiceover artist, actor, and singer-songwriter. She has started out at Daptone Records singing backup for Naomi Shelton and the Gospel Queens and has gone on to sing backup for Alicia Keys, Mark Ronson, Gnarls Barkley, and a slew of others. She's also a member of the Resistance Revival Chorus and is the front woman for her own band, Alba and the Mighty Lions. She currently is the voice of Aunt Beth and Abuela on iHeartRadio's hit podcast, Lethal Lit, a Tig Torres mystery. You can check her out on Instagram and Facebook at Alba's Mighty Lions and check out her music as well and see what she's got going on and what she's been up to. So would you please welcome Alba Ponce de Leon to the Tiger Pit. <laughs> It's a Kavarian and a Polish guy. Okay, we'll start the podcast right here. It's nine o'clock. It's dark enough. I'm putting on my ninja suit. That's the part, right? You gotta get into your head. Now you're struggling with your words. Check the Yelp reviews. I'm sure they have like four. It's amazing. I was trying to get that out, and I had a hard time struggling in my head. They just see something they don't recognize me. Check out immediately. I had a point. I had a point. Coming to the stage. I've heard this many times from different sources. You didn't even know me when I was hanging out there. <laughs> this one was going to be the more together one. Tiger Pit. You know someone who's making it? No, he said that we can order it from oh. some bodega or whatever, and they have it. But he said that's like a two-week production time or something like that. I was like, wow. okay. Yeah, but he says it's legit. He, he's got the intel. I don't, I don't know. Have you ever had it before? No, I never had it before. I'm a little intimidated. <laughs> <laughs> to try it? Yeah. Why? Is it is it really crazy or something? No, I don't know. I don't know. I guess like it just seems yeah, it seems like, like strong. You get nice on it. Yeah. Oh, strong okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. Um sorry, I'm I'm okay. not trying to do this Fire right water. now. I just gotta send send a note so I don't forget tomorrow for work. He was saying how um what was he saying? Um uh, he, what was the band uh, he was playing in? Mal Malditos Punks? Malditos Punks, yeah. Oh, cool. I like um, the name. 
the show got canceled in the city, and it ended up being held in the back of a bodega. In Corona. Oh, cool. That's so funny. I wonder I where... Did he, he, we got to find out where it was. I know, right? Yeah. It sounds like a dream gig. Yeah, exactly. So rad. But, um, yeah, so when we were talking about the poke thing, he tells us about it, and I'm like, man, that sounds pretty crazy. We should do it. We should have that here. So we're going to order, like, two liters of it. Two two liters. It comes nice. in a two-liter bottle. That's the show you guys have to do with us. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That would be a good one. <laughs> and it's... We'll call it... The we were going to do a... a <laughs> basically, like, a... What do we call it? We we're going to do... Like, party. I know, we call it Pulque Party, but, like... Que Pulquería. That's what I said. That's what I said to him. I was like... <laughs> and then he was breaking down the Pulquerías and everything. Yeah, yeah. Pulquería. <laughs> um, yeah, funny. like, like everybody brings in, like, two or three cumbias... That like you just yeah we all gotta love, play it you know, and talk about it on the air and stuff. Love it. Right, that sounds fun. That's yeah, a party. That, that is a party. Really that is a party. I like it. <laughs> oh man, but w- were you born here or? I was born in Mexico, but I came here as a baby, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right on. Um, yeah, because I, I I saw some of the stuff that well I've listened to before and stuff, but they used to sing in Spanish and stuff. That's pretty. That's cool. How often? Thanks. How, how what would you say the ratio is that you that you sing in Spanish? Most of your stuff, or it's kind of like half and half. Like the set is usually a mix of English and Spanish, and even like songs that are in both. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like in and out the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you feel when uh, I'm only asking because I I used to sing a lot in Creole and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Mo- um, at one point, I would say most of the set. Wouldn't you yeah. say back in the day? But part like of in the nineties and stuff, we would, we would probably get a little too nice on stage. <laughs> and then you'd be like, "Oh shit, Danny's singing in Creole. The train's about to go off the rails." <laughs> Um, like, I wasn't saying anything. I just I didn't yeah. remember the words. I was just going with my feelings. Oh, I definitely had those days. I was like, shit, I forgot the words in English, so I just made them up in Creole. Nobody else knows. That's the thing, though. That's the thing with music is, like, you don't... Lyrics can be beautiful and can be important and can like mean something to people, but they also mean nothing. I mean, how, how often do you like listen? I listen to stuff in other languages. I have no idea no, what yeah. they're saying. So you it's know? just about the sound. But it's just yeah, it's like something about it. Like people, your voice can convey so much. Sure, the sound, even, the emotion, the texture mm-hmm. of it, everything is there. Yeah, you could be singing in gibberish mm-hmm. and like still be touching. You know what I mean? That's Reaching right. someone. Yeah, that just the the uh, the essence of what you're. What you would be saying, just where it's coming from, is, is exactly. coming out. You're hitting like the core, create like your spark of creativity. Yeah, that's why demos are always better than the final. That's right. True. It's, you know, because you have like it's you have pure emotion. Demos pure. have guts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, demos just have guts, and then you know. Yeah, you're not trying to do the polish. You're like, oh thing wait, with let me demo. clean up all the like five that I put in there. Yeah, you know, exactly. He, yeah. Sometimes he's like, just let it go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I guess what I was trying to get to with the singing in different languages, mm-hmm. after a while I started feeling, it started like messing with me where I was like, you know, nobody knows what the fuck I'm saying. Mm. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm like, I'd be singing in English all the time, man. And I started singing in English way more often. And then I started missing it. I'm like, why did I do, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel, I guess Spanish is a little bit more universal language. Um, does it? I don't know. Actually, I don't even know what your what your crowd is like. But is it more? Is it a lot of Spanish speaking? Um, I think I'm noticing more often 
there's uh, well you know it's like you said this is New York so there's like a lot of people yes, who even like aren't necessarily native speakers but mm-hmm. they know enough to like pick up on you know like mm-hmm. the gist of what's happening mm-hmm. um, so I definitely noticed that pe- there's people in the audience who know and sometimes mm-hmm. I've had occasions where people come up to me and they're like oh it's so great to like finally hear someone singing in Spanish because yeah. I think you know there's uh, and in another way that's not the expected way. yeah I think that's as exactly I feel like there's kind of a, a genre that you know when people when people think that this is like the world music thing which I kind of hate that term yeah I hate I do that too. term and I, I, I think actually kind of even more to your point I, I think for me my struggle has been less about worrying if people understand me and worry I like I think I've gotten more in my head about when when to be when to write in English and when to write in Spanish in the sense that I'm just like which one is me you know yeah. what I mean like yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. more like a personal identity thing where I'm just like mm-hmm. I don't know sometimes I feel this and that and I think I kind of like wrestled with that for a very long time before I was like you know why am I Put them in the same song, like it can be with yeah. the same no, set of that's lyrics. A good point. Like, that's fine. I think I, I think it took me a very long time before I was like, you know what, you're overthinking this, and I think it also got in my head a lot too, because I would people, I mean, people will, no matter what your trade or your job is, like people will always have opinions that they're gonna be very free telling you about it. Yeah, I think true. as a performer, people always like to tell me things like oh, you should be singing in Spanish because you sound the best when you sing in Spanish. And I know that's a compliment and I try to remind myself all the time, like, that's a compliment. That's not meant yeah. to be, like, a sure. criticism. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's, like, it's kind of hard because I think it's so tied up in identity for me, like, language mm-hmm. and, like, the way people see you. And it's, like, I don't know. I think as a person of color, you just, like, get so... These are things that you're trying to sort out your whole life anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when people say stuff to you and you're still, like, developing your identity as an artist, you're, like... Oh, maybe I should be only singing in Spanish because, like, that seems to be what everyone else likes. And it took me so long to be like, wait a minute, it doesn't matter what everybody else likes. You just got to figure out what you feel and just, and even if it's like in the same breath, Mm -hmm. just put it out there. Yeah, because it's weird. It is a weird thing because, especially because the Latin market is so strong Mm -hmm. and like such a good opportunity Mm -hmm. and like a way to like really get your music across to mm-hmm. a whole other demographic and just a lot of people in general basically um, that it's someone who says that to you like you should be singing Spanish you sound great in Spanish and blah, 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 or better in Spanish like, mm-hmm. um, sorry those edibles just hit me right now I'm trying to, <laughs> I, was trying to get, I was trying to get that out and I had a hard time struggling in my head um, oh my god! <laughs> I was just trying to get so that out. Funny. I have, I had a point. I had a point. Because <laughs> we'll you it. fucked me up when you said, uh, when you said like that, <laughs> that you were struggling with that, and now you want to speak. Uh, that you want to now you're both. struggling with your words. <laughs> that you want to sing it both. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, fuck! I totally felt like that before, and I think mm-hmm. that's what I was trying to get to before, and I couldn't articulate that. But mm-hmm. I, that was a struggle that I was going through at the time where I'm like, nobody fucking knows what I'm singing. Right. You know, and then I'm like, I should just fucking sing in English and then I'm like no but then that's what I that's my first language I should be singing in that and there's you know I could be mm-hmm. making I could be the the person that's doing you know weird crazy psychedelic reggae rock but in Creole mm-hmm. nobody's fucking doing that you know mm-hmm. what I mean but then I'm like no 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 I'm the only Creole person in this band mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. what am I really represent you know so I, I started being like family enough to at least 
get a I know you're an honorary. But it's it's really true because I think that I mean I think every artist is always trying to like struggle is always trying to like figure out their voice and I think you never you're always in that search even when you you know think like oh I found you know this I understand this moment for myself finally but like you evolve so you're always constantly like oh yeah but what am I about now what am I about you know what I mean yeah, yeah. and I think though it's it's the same thing with like cultural identity too I think so much I mean it sounds like you do this too like I write a lot of personal things and of course like it's not like tr necessarily oh here's a straight up biographical yeah, yeah. song but a lot of it is influenced by my personal life and by like my growing up and the way that I think mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so yeah it is like it's like very hard to t take those apart and say like oh well uh you know I guess like I'm today I'm more Latina and t today I'm like more American and mm -hmm. today you know and also that's the benefit of doing that like because you speak you yeah know, like you you know you have one foot in each well, you know, but yeah. I, I think that's but it's, uh, and it's some tough. things it makes it tough. I can say mm -hmm. from my perspective, hearing like you sing and listening to like lots of mm -hmm. music from everywhere, mm -hmm. um, some things just sound better not in English, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So oh. it's like you don't have to be locked down to you know, you yeah. might do it this way one time and then you do it this way another time, right? You know? I think though, it's like the part that you have the part that's the hard part of that is like the is where you have to become comfortable with the idea that people will have their own uh interpretation of you and i think that's true right. in any part of your artistic <clears throat> journey but yeah. i think when it's like tied up in like how they think like latin music should be or how they think american music, you know or how they think th that that part is is mm -hmm. hard for me like i, I i've i've yeah. I sometimes feel like I'm like, ah, oh, I'm over it. I don't care. And yeah. then I have moments where I slip back into being like, oh, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, it resonated with me when, you, me when you were saying the thing about like, well, I'm the only, you know, Creole person in the band. And it's like, yeah, I'm the only Latina woman. I'm the only woman in my band. I'm the only Latina in my band. Like, sometimes I think like, well, does that mean I'm authentic enough? You know what I mean? It's like this idea yeah, of Or at least not you, but like the ensemble. Yeah, when I mean, when I explain to people about with us, with the cool Delian stuff, I'm like, it's a Cavarian, a Colombian, a Cuban, and a Polish guy. If you saw the picture and you I'm heard like, we us, are the United like, Nations, man. That's right. not supposed to sound like yeah. what I'm right, right, now. right. But that, but because, but because, I guess back to my 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 point about singing in in Spanish and just mm -hmm. being singing in other languages, like because the cool Deli is a Colombian, a Cuban, and then a mm -hmm. Cavarian who speaks Creole and Portuguese, mm -hmm. and of my fucked up brand of Spanish, which has destroyed my version. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, you totally digressed. Talkie's <laughs> ripping it, and then you're like, yeah, and then you're like, well, yeah, but in Portuguese we say it like this, and I'm like, <laughs> but yeah, well, it's funny how Harvey always says how his mom grew up. Uh, she always hangs out with Portuguese women, mm -hmm. and he's like, you sound exactly like my mom's friends speaking Spanish. <laughs> he's like, I understand you perfect because that's her friends will like that. He goes, but I don't think other Spanish people know what you're saying. <laughs> Nice. So I'm like, oh man, you're killing my vibe, dude. I'm trying to get good at Spanish. <laughs> but my, what I was going to say about singing another language was uh, this was the thought that I, I had lost mm -hmm. in the edibles was that mm -hmm. because like for like me being Cape Verdean and stuff and singing in Creole or singing in Portuguese and stuff is that the, the demographic is so much huger 
with the Latin market. Mm. And we're and we're like the bastards of that market. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. every Portuguese or Cape Verdean singer sings in Spanish mm-hmm. because it's like the cousin. Mm-hmm. 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 So But you guys had Cesare. Every all of them, everybody has one, you know, they got the one. Yeah, she makes up for it for sure. Yeah. But like she covers a lot of ground. I've always struggled with like the whole like We've talked about it before, like that. Maybe I should sing a, song, a reggae song in Spanish or something like that. And I'm like, oh my god, I can't do that. Because, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm just like, no. You can no. do it. I know I totally can do you it. Can do it. I know I can do it. Well, you know, Harvey would be standing back there playing guitar, being like, laughing. He'd be like, listen, Danny sounds like an old Portuguese lady singing singing Spanish singing a song. That's awesome. Oh my god. Yeah, but if I was struggling about singing in Creole and not thinking nobody knows what the fuck I'm saying, I'll be up there singing in Spanish and not even the Spanish people know what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to be doing too well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but I was just curious at what your angle was, uh, how you felt I mean, about I think at the stuff. end of the day, it's like, it's the same kind of the conversation we were having earlier of like, you just, you, you can't over, it's like, you just have to let go. And you just have to be like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's times where I just even mess up my own lyrics. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what language. I I just like sing something out of the blue that I'm like, why did I sing that? I have no idea. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just going to keep going. And then... I, oh, I, forget, I, I forget lyrics I've been singing for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. And you just like make something up. Yep. You're like, now it's this. Yep. And then, or like you just make sounds, you know? Yep. And I think ultimately, like, those are such great exercises of just being like, let it go. That's how it goes. Yeah, sure, that's how sure, it went sure. tonight. And that's what separates the ones that can do it and the ones mm-hmm. that can't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's things like that, I think, you know, just being able to do it on the fly and just. Well, that's the beauty of life. You know, mm-hmm. we're just throwing you know, it out. Just ride that we're wave. Throwing it out. The magic know, carpet ride. Yeah, I'm just connecting yeah, you know. with the audience. And nobody remembers any. No, it's, any, it's true. It's such a moment. It's a flash. Yeah, true. It's a flash. Yeah. And then, you know, you it's remember because you're the one in the moment doing it, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's a bug out. Yeah, I got to let it go. <laughs> let it go. Yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been <clears throat> stressing that lately. I've just been like, fuck, just internal conflict about it. But it's funny. A second ago, you mentioned something about, like, sometimes you write things that are, like, really personal. Mm-hmm. That's what you said. Mm-hmm. And I was like, in my head, I was like, fuck, man. How often, how often do I write something so personal? And I'm like, this is great. I'll never sing this. No, really? <laughs> you, don't, you don't like to sing stuff that's like... I have a lot of things that is like that. But mm-hmm. there are definitely things that I'm like, I don't, I won't, I'm not going to play this again. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. You know, it's like, I can't get in there. Yeah. <clears throat> Especially because like... I can I can definitely hold my emotions with like different types of moments of of a situation, different scenarios and stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's something about the combination of music mm-hmm. sonically and what it does to me, combined with internal feelings, mm-hmm. emotional feelings. Those two in unison can really fuck me up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I can't really be taking the chance to put myself up. <laughs> I see. I see. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's something about music, and I've always been like that as a little kid. It's like mm-hmm. something about music, like. Certain sound, like just sounds yeah, of certain voices or or anything. Or, <clears throat> yeah, man. I, to this, this to this uh, level of my life, you know, forty two years old, I still hear certain things. Or even if I sing certain things in certain, like just even like humming or like certain melodies or whatever, I'll just, like start crying. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's really weird. Yeah. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> and it's because it's the feeling that you, you don't even know. Sometimes you don't even know what the feeling is. Yeah. You don't even know what it is. Where is it? You're like, you what's it coming from? Where it came from, but it just. But your body needs to release that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But your there's mind a, and your heart. There's a version of um, 
Joe Higgs doing uh, There's a Reward for Me. I know the one mm. right? you're talking And he's about. singing and he's playing he's playing guitar and he's just like in this little thing and he's like strumming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Yes. And he's like, it doesn't sound like reggae now. No, he said, but it is. And he, yeah, he goes, but it is. And then he launches into every day. Yeah. And you're just like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, but that's a perfect example I, that you're using. It, every time it hits me, like, I'm like, one yeah. breath away from just starting to like start yeah. crying. Yes, that's it's a perfect. So you could have come up with a better example. That is exactly what I mean. Like that, mm-hmm. hearing that song, I'd be like, oh my god. But even worse, I think what I'm trying to say is even worse is if I try to sing it. This is me singing it, not even listening to that. That would definitely get me choked up. But like me singing it by myself, it'll just like fucking like break well, me down. Know, man. That goes back to what you were talking about. Mm. How like as an artist and and. A lot of the musicians we've had on here, everybody has raised this point. To really become the best artist you can be, you just gotta let go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you're at yeah. you're yeah. at that like whether it's on stage or in the studio or just walking down the street thinking of music in your mm-hmm. head. You're just everything's let go and you're just like you can fall into that thing and you know that it's like, Okay, I got you, just go. You know, you know? that reminds me of so letting go is always hard for me because I, I just like want to do everything well you know like i have, have that thing of frozen? like no i know I'm not, but i feel like i need to because i feel like we suddenly subliminally plugged that that movie a million times i don't even know that song but i, Whoa, I, know, I know like it. every kid in america knows it. i yeah. got a five-year-old daughter i know that song very well yeah yeah yeah. Well, i'm sure you, she, you could put her on the show and she could teach it to me um i watched it 11 times in a row yeah today <laughs> um but it, re- it reminds me that one of the things about like control and like want you know wanting to have control is that you realize like you you can't like you said you can't be your best self but also sometimes i think in the process of like letting go of that concept you actually gain more control than you think like in the process of like letting things just happen you end up having more control and i guess what i mean is i, I recall like a couple years ago Charles Bradley was at one of my shows and he was a dear friend of mine and he like I did the show and he was like afterwards he was like oh you know like Albert you you killed it like you like you were amazing but and I was like uh oh and he was just like you gotta learn how to command your band you gotta learn how to be in charge when you're on stage and you gotta learn how to tell those dudes what to do and I was like uh yeah okay okay and the thing the thing is like he was so right and the reason that I was had never been able to do that before I think was I was so in my head I was so worried about if I was doing it right if I was like just judging the whole time to the point that I couldn't just be I just couldn't just be and be like you do this or this is where we're stopping you know what I mean it's like I couldn't lead because I was just so wrapped up in in like doing it right mm-hmm. yeah exactly like yeah. doing it right and i took that to heart and i like went home and i was like okay he's right i gotta learn how to let go and i gotta learn how to like stand up there and just make choices and not be not be worried um mm-hmm. and i i swear from that moment on i just like would always in the back every time every time i did a show i would think about what charles said and i would just be like all right this is my next chance this is my next chance to get better at this and to just Stop thinking. Get mm-hmm. up there and stop thinking so hard. <clears throat> yeah. And it made a huge difference. I mean, I'm always working on it, but I feel like that point in time, that was like a turning point for me. That's a, it's, it's a big one. Like, mm-hmm. as, uh, 
I've learned just as as a producer, it's like you can instantly spot when a musician or a performer is thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. And you're like, as a, as like l- watching that performance or listening to that or recording that, yeah. this would be you're so close to like the most yeah. bomb shit. Right. You're so close, but just like you're holding yourself back, just like. Yeah, you can't drive the ship the whole time. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you're not free. You're not free to make moments happen. Yeah, because if you're trying to drive the ship during a performance, you're basically just like reciting something. It's like Mm -hmm. a recital. You just this is the song. And you're not connecting. When you let go, it's the song is a new song. Every time you play it, it's a new song. I learned this as a drummer, right? So I would be sitting back there and I would be counting one, two, three. You know, so I was like, had this like insane focus on like, make sure my timing is perfect, mm-hmm, perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm in my head thinking one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. So I don't have any pocket, and I'm a drummer back there thinking, mm-hmm. which is like, speed bump, speed bump. Right. Bass players trying to lock in with you or come up with something in conjunction, they can't sit in their pocket. Right. And now they're like thinking about, is it me or is it them? Mm-hmm, right. mm-hmm. It's a bass player, so they're going to go, it's you. So, <laughs> and then, every, you know, it's just a domino effect all the way down. Yeah. So this way, nothing, like, because you're ba- I'm back there thinking, mm-hmm. This the whole foundation of this is shot. We well, am. Yeah. You know, and the second that I was like, just listen mm-hmm. to what's going on, and everything was like, oh, okay, I'm connected to the center of the universe yeah. right now. Like, we are all on the same page, and this yeah. is good. Yeah. yeah, that's what I like about the way our approach is when our set when we play, we have the definitive way that we play all on all our songs. Mm-hmm. But every time we play is like an abstract version right. of all those songs, mm-hmm. but with the key elements of that we know. Like we have the map. Mm-hmm. If somebody mm-hmm. gives you know what I mean. Yeah. There's yeah. like the map that is definitive. That's the map. You cannot get lost if you know this map. Mm-hmm. But you should be able to fucking paint all over the place. Mm-hmm. We're not all driving on the same road. Yeah. We're all in separate cars. <laughs> We're all in separate cars, actually. Yeah. We're going to the same place. We got the same map right. to get there. We're all driving different cars. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. What the fuck are you driving? You know, I'm driving a Lamborghini. I'm driving well, a fucking Cadillac. You know, we're all moving around. songs that we do that, like, uh, like it's Easy. A handful of no songs. Easy. And it's all segued <laughs> in between. Mm-hmm. So everybody... Like you said, everybody knows the outline. Right. And then you can tell by how somebody's playing. We're like, we usually do this four, but I think we're going to go another four right, after right, this. Right, right, right. And then you're like, okay, sure enough. You know, you, you yeah. can all read each other. And yeah. then... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it just beca- it just turns yeah. into this thing. Mm-hmm. We have one way to play it all, but we also have a hundred ways to play it. Right. It's weird. It's like, you can do it one way, you can do it a hundred different ways. Nothing it's up to you to figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's kind of like the dream as a band is like when you get to a, a level of comfort where like you can like, like everybody can listen to each other and go yes. and I know that the organism can. I agree. Yeah, can can be moving and stretching. I agree. Mm-hmm. When you get to that point, <clears throat> you can play with a lot of different people, mm-hmm. best people. But if you have a crew of people that you this your friends and that can and you are locked in on that. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. The golden goose, man. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got it at that yeah. point. You know, you might not have the monies, but you got that. You know, and a lot of people are trying to get that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, on that note. <laughs> on that note. And
and we have solved music. <laughs> we have, and we have told you the secret to music. I think I yeah, seriously. That was heavy. I was trying to figure out I was trying to get words out. I couldn't get words yeah, out. Fuck, man. <laughs> Damn. That was hard. I, I felt was, it I felt it creeping up too and I was like, "No. No, not right now." Wait, let me get through this sentence, and then you can break down when somebody no! else takes it. No, fuck no. that. Didn't work out. No. I have to throw the towel in. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it does happen. On the next episode of Adventures in Edibles. No, that's our, uh, you know, that's our style. You do, you do voiceover stuff, I too, do right? do voiceover stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. How long have you been doing that? Uh, since I came to New York, so uh, I would say, I mean... I came to New York 12 years ago, but like really like 10, I would say 10 years ago was mm-hmm. when I started really working. Had you done that before or was no, that just no. like a new venture? I didn't, even know, I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> really? I came, yeah, no, I came to New York. You just like, fuck it, I'm going to give it a shot. <laughs> not, not even. Like I, I had, um, so I moved here because I wanted to pursue music and I, I wanted to go to acting school and um, like I, I had gone to school for politics and was like, I, what am I doing? Like this is... Not for me. And, for politics. Um, yeah. And I, because I was like, you know, idealistic and passionate and mm-hmm. was like, I'm going to go to school for politics and become a lawyer and work in immigration and mm-hmm, go to the foreign help service. People, yeah, help yeah. people. And then I got through the program. Stick it to the man. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I got through the program and I was like, I don't, I'm not cut out for this. Like, yeah, I'm not duty, right? strong enough. I'm too emotional. Yeah. I can't, like, I saw people I was working with and realized, like, you have to be so thick skinned and yeah. so tough and just there's so many like I worked with I worked for this lawyer at one point and she did pro bono work for migrant workers in California and so like all of our cases were like with migrant workers and man that stuff was so heavy and I would just get so demoralized I was like we're never gonna win and then we're, we were working on cases that she had been working on for like 10 years you oh know and every day she would come in and just be like <coughs> okay Look here's the new thing like we're doing this and I don't know how she had the kind of fire that she did but I realized in that experience that I was just like I am on the wrong path. Like I cannot do her job. I see what she does and what it takes, and I yeah. know I can't do that. Thank God for people like that, though. Oh yeah, thank God. I mean, I, I I would look at her and just think like I don't know how she gets up and shows up, and not just shows up, but shows up like in every way. Like she's present. She's mm-hmm. like, okay, on to the next thing that we need to figure out how to get you know people to testify about this or get you know information about xyz and i was just like oh god how is she how is she still like we can do it we can do it yeah with fire every day even though like there's constant like roadblocks um so yeah i just was like okay this is not my path like i have to figure out what it is so i took some time and then um ended up moving to new york because at some point it just kind of clicked that i was like okay i think i'm a performer like i think i want to figure out how to use my voice in that way Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I could move to L.A. or I could move to New York. But then I was like, I don't want to drive. So I moved to New York. <laughs> Where did you move to New York from? Um, I moved from St. Louis. I okay. grew up in the Midwest, had gone there for school, stayed there for a couple of years after, and then was like, all right, I think I want to go to New York and try try it out. Like, what's that all about? Um, also, I had lived in California before, so I was just like, I don't think... I want to go back. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I love California, Me but too. I yeah. just, I didn't think that, uh, I was like, I think I'm, I'm looking for a different type of excitement. Mm-hmm. So I decided to come here. And so, yeah, anyway, I moved here. I got into this, like, acting program. And uh, in the meantime, I had this manager, like, uh, kind of type of person, and she was just getting me work. 
And uh, anyway, she ended up sending me on this like last minute gig that I just needed somebody to do a voiceover for like a really funny product. And I was like, okay, sure. And I went, I just like, I don't even know that what it is really, but I went and did the job. And I got there and I was like, wow, this is kind of awesome. Like, I love this. This is so cool. And this was like kind of in the early, I mean, again, like this was probably 10, if not more years ago. And the voiceover world has changed quite a bit. Like the Spanish market is so big now. Mm -hmm. It was growing so much. It's more developed. But at that point in my life, like, first of all, I wasn't union yet. So I was working like kind of crappy jobs. And second of all, like... Like, just to show you how far it has come, like, I went to this job, and this is in New York City where there's a lot of Spanish speakers. I went to this job, but they didn't have anybody who had even translated the copy into Spanish. So I got there, so and they were like, oh, yeah, and they were man. like, so can you, like, write this in Spanish? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I, like, wrote it out, and they're like, great. It's, now can you say it? And this was, like, already a very copy-heavy commercial and so when you and when you say things in spanish it's usually like twice as long yeah, yeah. so i was like uh so i had to like micro machines my way through that ad and i was like <laughs> like speaking so fast oh my God. and had to translate it and the guy was like wow awesome i have no idea what you said but it looked, sounded right to me you know like it was kind of <laughs> that's crazy that they would so even take scary. the chance of it like, I mean, yeah, it was like one of those infomercial type things. I'm sure they were just like, as long as people put it on TV and like somebody buys this product, oh, it's fine. Um, but it was really fun. Yeah, exactly. They're just like, can you speak Spanish? Just sounds good to me. Do it. And I, I just got lucky. It was like the right moment, the right time. I And I did that. And I, instantly I was like, I'm hooked. I have to figure out how to do this. Mm-hmm. And okay. so I just like you know this was like the craigslist days too so i was like every day on craigslist like voiceover what is it does anybody need a voiceover person like who else is like just typing it into google like what uh, anything yeah, yeah. any kind of job i was like i'll do it i'll do it Crazy. i'll do it are you still doing a lot of that stuff or yeah that's my job st- that's, that's my it. yeah that's wow. what i do awesome yeah that's cool <laughs> yeah so it took me a long time to get to that point of like okay now i'm just doing this but yeah, yeah. but that's dope. yeah Yes. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I've been trying to crack into the recording. Of oh, it, oh, really? Of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, been, I know some people. <laughs> I've been, I've been, yeah, I've been trying to do that. I know. They're just so supposed to be in that world, dude. You know? Not just, like, recording music, but, like, recording, like, all aspects. I know what I look like on paper, mm. and I look like I'm a guy from a time. I see, I see. So now I it's see. like, okay. Let from me the band The Time? <laughs> yeah. I invented time because of the gray. I look like you know. Father um, Time? Yeah, nice. (laughs) Yeah, so. Oh, you may know me from my past work. I'm Father Time. (laughs) I can't see the future. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did you do? uh, Did you do music in St. Louis? No, like prior I didn't. to moving to New York. No, I mean, I my my background in music was really only. uh, It was very small. Like, I mean, I grew up playing piano and stuff like that like in my just in my home my dad's like very musical so we had a lot of instruments around and mm-hmm. like I play awesome. I like dabbled with a lot of things mm-hmm. but I never thought of myself as a singer or a songwriter so what what you, at least I had been living here in New York I, I mean in college my experience with music was I it was really like I got involved with the like the Latin community and was like participating in um, just like cultural things of like representing your culture. Like, and I was like, oh, you know, I want to represent Mexico. Like I would, I was really 
into listening to music. So it was really more of like, oh, I want to share like mariachi music with mm -hmm. the world. So I would kind of do covers of like mariachi songs mm -hmm. like in okay. performances. It's great. Yeah, but I wasn't writing. It was just like, it was, it was almost like I didn't even see myself like that. I just was like, oh, I'm... I'm connecting with my culture yeah. and like I'm sharing it's performing. It. It's performing. Yeah, it was performing yeah. for sure, but it wasn't I didn't I don't think I thought of myself as an artist. Mm. I think I thought of myself as just like, oh, I'm just like interpreting songs more and from like a, like on the cultural aspect. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. More yeah. like folk exactly. Yeah. It was like more like the folkloric mm -hmm. aspect. Very of, important. Very important because as a matter of fact, like, you know, obviously I didn't couldn't see into the future at that point, but that is a huge influence in the type of music that I mm -hmm. sing, and like it, it did start something for for me. I just didn't know that yet, you know. Yeah, no, that's funny that you're saying that. That you actually, that's inspiring actually to hear you say that you actually went for that to like push your cultural uh, roots and stuff in your first venture in music. Because one of the things that's always bothered me about my musical mm -hmm. career is that I never really did any creole cultural stuff mm -hmm, i just mm -hmm. i love it and i know a lot about it mm -hmm. and i'm friends with you know i grew up pretty around. much every important musician gave her i grew up around them because mm. when they were in america they were at my family's houses right i see so i was around them and i definitely his know better like ah okay and his so a musical I, family yeah yeah definitely yeah and uh you know i i know better and i and and i grew yeah yeah my uncle is a beast um, but I grew up, you know, around that in, in you know, it's like this is a very important aspect of my personality. And, you mm -hmm. know, every time I hang out with anybody and we talk about this stuff, I'm like, ah, I'm like, a, mm -hmm. I get, I'm like, get crazy, you know. And it's always killed me that I never like explored mm -hmm. me just really doing like cultural stuff, especially because one like from my from my the island that my, my family mainly comes from. Uh, we're known for singing Modena. Mm. I don't know if you've ever heard mm -mm, of that. Mm -mm. It's, it's kind of yeah, like, like a, they, 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 they call it the me. blues of K-Vibe, but that's a very weird in interpretation because mm. it's not blues. When you think of blues, you think... Dum, 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 right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah, it's not... I wouldn't use the word blues, but like... The basis of Modena is like, they call it Sodad. You know, Sodad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sodad, you know, so the longing, that feeling, right. which brings me back to me just even singing a couple things in certain tones yeah. and it will bring tears to my eyes. Yeah. That music has gotten that down to a science. Right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> that music is, that's what they do. That's what they're doing is basically trying it. to make you cry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah. and I've always been told by like, you know, uh, my uncles or even like cousins of mine where they're like, dude, you should so sing modern, man. Like your voice is like, you know, even your personality to everything is like perfect. For that kind of music, because ma male male modernist singers were like guys that would drink grog, and oh, like yeah. they uh -huh. were kind of like you know like happy go lucky, and they they would party and stuff with you, and they you know mm -hmm. good you know good guys. But this, but then when it comes down to dropping a song like that, then you see like you're like oh this will there's a darker side there. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, like it's like rancheras. Yeah, what's it called? Rancheras, like that's the Mexican kind of equivalent, I think, of what you're really? saying. Oh, yeah, I gotta it's check like, it out. Yeah, I love oh, yeah. new things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to do a swap. We're going to yeah. do a music swap. <laughs> music, music swap, music swap. Rancheras. Uh, yeah, rancheras. So, and give me some more. What is this? So this is like, I mean, you, you've you definitely heard rancheras. It's like kind of the, uh, the quintessential sort of Mexican, or one of them, anyway, music of like, 
like heartbreak. It's like yeah, 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 yeah. kind of like heartbreak, and um, you know, you're it's, it definitely comes from a macho tradition, mm. like in Mexican macho of like here's a strong man, but he's like yeah, sensitive yeah. and emotional, you know, like that ultra. Yeah, it's like the dream. Yes, like, but then of course, like well, there were women who came and started. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's how modern it is too. Well. There's a lot of women singing. Yeah, and, and who became like icons of of. Yeah. The music as well, but, but it there's a strong began. foundation of that. Of yeah. course, yeah. I mean, it's came. That's I gotta check it out. Yeah, oh, yeah, maybe that's gonna get my Spanish really good. There you go. Yes, <laughs> there you go. I actually that that, that happened when I was young. Um, I can't say that I'm good with French anymore, but when I was young. I got ex- more excited about learning French when I started like trying to translate. Like I would find songs I liked, and then I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna like, translate it, translate it." And I yeah. would have my little dictionary. That's a good exercise, though. It was a great exercise, and it, like I was like, "I want to be able to speak, so I could like understand mm-hmm. these things." Then I got older and too self-conscious and stopped practicing. I was like, "Oh, I don't want to. Fa- I don't want to fail." Hey, there that's that is. letting go. There's, yeah, there's that. <laughs> I don't want to fail thing. That's that letting go. Yeah, um, let go. You know, it's funny. It's like, we, you know, especially when you're doing podcasts like this and you're talking, little things get said, little, little bits get said that you're like, it sparks something in your head. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah. I can't say anything right now because you'll break up the flow. Not that this was an important topic or anything, but you said that you grew up in a musical family. Your dad was like a musical mm-hmm. person and stuff. It made me think where I was like, I've been struggling with this thing lately where my kids will go into my studio they stop messing around. I'm like, stop touching things. You're going to break my guitar. <laughs> and then I'm like, fuck, they're never going to learn how to play them if I keep doing this. Right. If I keep telling them, stop touching things. I've been struggling with that a lot lately. Mm. I'm just like, oh, man, I don't know what to do. And I keep yelling at them, tell them, knock it off. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Do they take, have, have they asked you to teach them anything? Like, no, do they approach uh, you about that stuff? I should no. a Yeah, he has with my son. Like, because sometimes it's hard with parents, They learn better right? from other people. Yeah, I was going to say, like, my, I mean... In my experience, or at least like from what I've, I mean, I don't remember as much for myself when I was young, if I would ask my dad, but I, I definitely like have a lot of friends now who teach music and kind of seems like the common, a common theme is like, like I have some friends who teach kids who their parents are musicians and I'm like, oh, that's funny. They didn't teach them themselves. And it's like, yeah, it's the thing is like, when it's your parent, so often you're just like, I don't want to listen. Yeah. I don't want to, I can't listen. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like hard to, yeah. bring, kids are kids. Yeah, that wasn't my experience. My dad didn't parents teach me. kind of like, let's put them in there for an hour and then at least we can go away. Right. <laughs> my, <laughs> that's like they're away. Totally. My dad didn't teach me how to play. My dad taught, like, taught me how to, um, it's weird to say the business of music. Mm. It's not like I'm like this like successful like business person uh, with music, but like in a I sense where no, but in a sense where you know the binder. You call me the binder, and yeah, you guys all call me the binder. Was ever anybody that could crush tour management? Oh, he taught me to be that guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's the schooling I got from him. That's and so valuable. He, he chose to do that, and he'll yeah. say it to this day. He he'll say that. I knew you would find it on your own anyway. Like, you mm-hmm. did it. You did it on mm-hmm. your own. But, like, that was the important thing that I needed to pass to you is how to... Because he, he always said, he's like, I knew you're not going to work for anybody. You're not going <laughs> to... He's like, but and if you're in a band, you're, you're going to need to do it on your own. You need to do it. And it's true. Like, I did it's all the really bookings. True. I booked all our tours. You I was did like, an amazing... I would have printouts yeah. for these guys. <laughs> yeah. Got us to the gig on time. We were like, where's everybody? Got his home alive. <laughs> got his home a lot of times. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's the education that I got um, musically from yeah, him. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I think I, I got, like, the musical education was, like, from, like, my uncles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Not really from my dad. Um, 
I mean, well, maybe that's not fair to say. He played me a lot of stuff. He introduced me to a lot of music. But he didn't even show me how to play guitar or anything. And that always bummed me out. And mm. he always yelled at me to not touch his guitar. He did the same thing. Uh-oh. I know, I'm doing the same thing. Maybe they do, do they have their own, maybe they need their own instrument. I know, I was, I've been saying that, that's, that's funny, I've been saying that, that I need to buy my son his own guitar, he's left-handed anyway, he has no business touching my guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ruin your um, own guitar. <laughs> well, my daughter's been going behind the drums every time, I, you know, every night when I'm, when I'm there, every night when I um, go downstairs and I stop messing, some, messing around with some stuff and like going through some tunes, she comes in, gets right, but she doesn't say anything to me, she just goes, she has that look in her face, she's like... Like, yeah. Yeah, she calls me. She calls. She calls behind it, and she just goes like, hits the snare in the floor. Tom, like, like, like trying to count along with whatever I'm playing with. I'm like, and most of the time, ninety nine point nine percent of it doesn't work. But I'm just, I'm like, that was awesome. You know, I'm like, I'm like right on. You know, and my the Z just comes in and sits down on the floor and just watches me. I'll be like, I'm gonna be the manager. Yeah. Okay, you do this and you yeah. do this. Well, he's oh going to be the singer of uh, some band one day. The fucking kid, like, is such a singer. It's crazy. Like, That's like, awesome. Like, he tells me when I sing out of key all the time. That's not awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he tells me, Dad, you're doing it wrong. And he, he'll sing it. And I'm like, all right, all right. Jesus Christ, I'm like, that so much better. We yeah, used to yeah. do sessions in the back of his house. Mm-hmm. Had, we had, like, a studio, and Z would be in this. <laughs> and he'd be like, all right, Z, you got to go. Uh, fine, and then you come running back in, and then you got tired with that, so I was like, okay, you can stay in here if you're quiet, and uh-huh. then we would be playing like cutting, right, right, you know, and then you'd hear him be like, that's not good, yeah, yeah. and you're like, see, get out of here, yeah, get out he's of here. too loud. He's I'm like, like, that's how you want to play it. <laughs> oh my gosh, you gotta, you gotta like do, bring those out someday and be like, hey, want to hear yourself on your oh. first recordings? Uh, believe me, yeah. something else. You know, believe this. One day, this kid walks in. I'm I'm in the studio room, just me. He comes in. He goes, Dad, I have to ask you a question. This is like two years ago. Oh boy. I said, What's up? He goes, Is Bill close to your age? And I was like, Yeah, yeah, very close in age. And he goes, Okay, so in ten years, is Bill gonna look the same as he does now? I was like, maybe not. You know, I'm not either. But, you know, very close. You're still going to know it's him. Why? What's up? And he goes, I just want to know because he's going to be in my band. (laughs) I started fucking dying when he said that. I was like, what? That was such a calculated question. You know, like he probably sat in the room. I was wondering, right? I was like, what? He, I was like, huh, I wonder where he's going with, like... Wh- Why is, is he going to look the same? Yeah, is he, whether he's going to look the same. I was like, that's such a... Like, what's happening But he's doing mind? the math. He's like, yeah. okay, 10 years. I'm going to be I'll be, this. like, 16, 17. So I'm going to have this band. Bill's going to be my drummer. Oh, my, my dad's God. Gonna, my dad's going to play guitar. We'll get, cool. he, who else knows who's in this band? I don't even know who else is. Maybe right. he thinks he's taking over our band. Maybe and he's so. the new singer. Dina's in the band. Right. He's going to put Dina to work. I was like, this dude is so trying to take over my band. Funny. Yeah, it was really hilarious. I really started dying. I was like, that was such a calculated question. This dude was probably sitting in the other room for God knows how long. Wondering Ruined how he's going to drop this on statement. me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He's like, he's like, great. Band practice is gonna. He be wanted to make purpose. sure you're gonna look yeah. the same. He wanted to make sure you're gonna look the same. Didn't he yeah. come in? He came in like after that happened. He came in when we were we were we were playing or cutting or something, 
and he came in with paper and he had like oh, the word contract. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, yes. He wrote contract yes, 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 on a piece yes. of paper and was like handing it. He's like, you got to sign it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That is super cute. Oh, man. It's hilarious. I love it. A freaking character. Why are you going after me? I'd be going after like Mick Jagger or somebody that's going to make you some you're, money. You're Mick Jagger you know? to him. I love that. Oh, I might man. not be your best investment, kid. You know? <laughs> oh, man. Shh, don't tell him that. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Start asking, you start negotiating a contract now. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's learning, right? Yeah. Well, my way out of it is to look older in 10 years. <laughs> right, right, right. So right. I'm just letting time kind of take right. care of that. Love yeah. that. In well, 10 years. at least you know, he, at least the band he watches, they're super tight. So he's going to have some pretty high expectations when he gets yeah. older, man. He's going to be like, I can't be in any band unless I'm friends with everybody. Mm-hmm. You my friend? Yeah. You're out of the band. I don't like you. You're not my friend. Get out of here. You got to go. He's going to be firing people. I'm like, oh, man, you ain't never going to have no band. Yeah, he's doing the same thing I did growing up, watching my dad play. My dad rehearsed in my house. Same thing. It was like the same scenario. It's crazy. Um, Your dad's life, band was bad. Life repeats itself. It's crazy. Yeah, um, wow. I don't know. I didn't grow up like that, but I'm jealous of people who did. I think it's just more like it's like the mystery around it. I'm just like, wow, how, in, how cool. Like, you grew up with, like, your parents playing in a band and, like, you know, around, like, I got didn't even really understand. Yeah, you know. In, until I started playing with with people, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Now, now I'm starting to see how this works. Like, yeah. this is fun. Yeah, this is fun. <laughs> this is cool. No, my parents were like cool. appreciators appreci- of music, yeah. and my dad play, plays music, but he was like, just you know, he wasn't in a band. Like, he just like would play, like learn things. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That he would teach himself songs and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. that what he, did he play? Uh, he plays keys and he plays guitar um and he's just like a bunch of he just has a ton of stuff in the house like all kinds of keyboards all kinds of we have a piano all kinds of guitars and stuff so he would he would just like mess around with things and kind of like i don't know i he's like a just he's like an artist in in a lot of ways too i mean he's a businessman but in i think in his like personal interior life he's like an artist you know Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's the part that I learned from him, but but it's different. I think just like the culture. My parents are very social people, so in some ways, like they had a lot of parties. So I did kind of grow up with that familiar. The I think I think what, one thing about being a kid, I imagine, because I w- didn't grow up with parents that were in a band, but like what you're describing about your son and stuff, it's like I think you just grow up with this like sense of family and of like yes. people are doing something to contributing friends. something together. You I know? was friends with my dad's friends. Right. And my son is too. Yeah. And that was a That's very awesome. important thing for me to see. Yeah. Because a band it becomes a family. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 My dad's um friends and and his close friends that he ran around with he still runs around with the same guys, but <clears throat> from when I was a little kid and even the guys that he played music with and stuff. Aside from my uncles that were in the band, their family, um, you know, he watched me. Those guys knew me as like, you know, one years old, two years old, two, three, all the way up, teenager, all the way twenties. Now I'm, you know, I'm an old guy. Now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's it's really interesting when I when I see them and we like, you know, hang out and swap stories and mm-hmm. throw down shots together, and they always bug out at like, fuck, man, you know, you were two years old yesterday, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm doing the same thing, you know, and so it was it was a really important thing for me to have that in my life to see my kids like like my kids generally generally yeah they really like my friends, 
they really love you, Harvey, and like yeah, Josh. Yeah, you got like, cool kids. It's crazy. Yeah, like, like they consider you their friends. It's like aside from me, it has nothing. I don't even know if they, they made yeah, a connection. The picture, I'd be getting phone calls. Yeah, they'd have I don't think they made the connection exactly. that I introduced you guys. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> don't forget. <laughs> yeah. You know. Remember before you were not here? <laughs> I knew your dad. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I knew your mom. So I knew your dad. <laughs> Oh, man. You see this? I did this. I did this for you. <laughs> uh, um, you put out a 45 recently, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah. yeah. How's that going? It sounds good. awesome. Good. Oh, thank yeah, you. Sounds really good. good. It's going very well. Um, I don't know. I'm like excited and also scared all the time. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Good balance. Yeah. Good balance. Like, I'm like, I'm like hey, keep showing your toes. We did it. Yeah. That's awesome. Also, like, oh my God, we did it. Oh no, now what do we do? Like, it's like, it's like the, 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 when the, when the record release party happened, I had all this anticipation. I was like, like just working so hard to get that show together and, just finished all kinds of projects. I had like so many things going on at the same time and I was just like, okay, I'm overtired. I just need to get through this show and like do a good, like I just really wanted to do a good job and be like, mm. all right, it's out there and have this like celebration. And the day of the record release came and I was so tired from just hustling mm -hmm. that I thought it was going to be this like moment of elation of like, we're here, we did it. And really I was just like, oh my God, we're here. We did it. Like, like I was just so tired, and I that night I I couldn't even like like I had a great show, but I and I was like psyched and everything, but it ended, and I was like, okay, how soon can I go home? Like I was just yeah, so yeah, tired, yeah. and and the next day I just thought, okay, I'm gonna um just take it easy this Friday. Like this is the first day in a long time that I'm like I met my deadlines. I have I don't have anything pressing now. Like I can take this day and just take it to myself, and. That lasted about, oh, I don't know, eight hours maybe. And like four, <laughs> four o'clock or five o'clock the next day rolled around. And I was like, oh, my God, we have a record out. Oh, my God, we have to sell that record. Oh, my God, what do I need to do? And then I was like pulling out my notebook like, okay, what needs to happen? Who do I need to talk to? Like, what kinds of things do I need to be doing? You know, and just yeah. like the, the rest lasted no How time. How do I get rid of these? Yeah, like <laughs> what do I sale. Totally. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dumpstore Japan, come on! Yeah, yeah no, I'm product. It's so true. It's like you realize, like you, you're so excited because I, I mean, for some, you know, for so long, I was like, I just want to have this thing. Like, I, it's like the physical thing was like so important to me to have this end product. And then, and then I was like, great, yeah. And then I realized, oh my god, the end product is not the end product. The end product is the beginning. The end product is actually the beginning. And now you're just like, wait, I gotta. To get this into people's hands. Now, after I get it into people's hands, I have to be like, oh, what else you got? Oh, yeah, I got something ready. Like, sure, it's right here. Let me, you know what I mean? Mm, and it's yeah. like all of a sudden you realize, like, no, 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 it's not the end product, it's the beginning. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the inception. It's, I was the, like, it's the end of what, uh, like, stage three? Yeah. But then there's stage four, four and five. five. And the, yeah, yeah, and it's just un endless. And that, I think I had that sort of like, panic slash realization at that that moment on Friday I was just like oh, wait what am I doing sitting around I don't have time to sit around like I gotta get moving <laughs> yeah I bet yeah it's yeah. you know it's hard getting rid of 
getting rid of. Yeah. Just getting it out there, you know. It's getting like, rid of. See yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> Not getting rid of, but like, you know, it's just. It's, it's, yeah. It's hard. It's, it's so, everything's so oversaturated too. And nobody, it's hard. Nobody wants to buy anything. Right, like, right. You know, oh, in, fuck, in man. The, in the current climate of everything though, mm-hmm. the thing that I really like that I'm seeing is that one of the benefits of vinyl coming totally. out. That's true, yeah. Totally. Totally. Musicians are playing shows to promote their vinyls. Yeah. yeah. And playing shows is traditionally how we've made money. That's true. Yeah. So it's back you know, to so that. At, yeah. at least in all the... Because the digital thing is just a scorched earth. When you look at historically how we've always made money, it's never changed. And at least it's cool to see that coming back. Totally. I mean, I think that... I I 100% agree because I think that one thing I feel really lucky about being with names you can trust is like, you know, people who follow that label... Like, they have a, a passion for vinyl and for records and mm-hmm. for physical... I mean, people obviously download things, too, but I think because of that, it's like it just automatically kind of... You you may not be sort of speaking out to the entire world, but you're speaking to a group of people who really care about this thing. So, like, I feel mm-hmm. like that that's i like that dynamic like i don't need to be i don't aspire to be like a pop star or sell a million records or you know i, I mean of course those things would be nice yeah, to be having have, um, yeah. have financial success and to be playing shows all the time but i think what's even more important to me is that like finding a community that appreciates what I'm doing, like understands what I'm doing, you know, but that respects what I'm doing. And I feel so lucky that, yeah, I feel so lucky that, that not just in the, the family of the label, but also just like in the community that I've found in Brooklyn, um, you know, of other musicians, of people, you know, like you guys that I just have met along the way. I feel like the, the vibe is so strong and that I can, I've connected with so many people now that it's like, I definitely pay attention to um, who who's putting out things and like you know and I and I value that stuff and it's like I don't need every person in the whole world to it is I don't need it to be like in every person's hands That's right. but I want mm-hmm. it to fall into the right hands yeah, yeah, into yeah, the yeah. people who are going to be like That's wow dope yeah. I was waiting for the, this is this is what I was yeah. waiting to hear you know yeah yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I can't, yeah, that's I what totally I feel you on that. I mm-hmm. never wanted to be like a pop star or anything like that. No. That's ridiculous. But you know, just playing in front of a good in a good room, right? Every night would be pretty sweet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a room. I said mm-hmm. a room. You know what I mean? Like keyword there. Yeah. Like I'm not this huge thing. You know, but a good room every night would be would be pretty sick. I'd love. I would love that. You know, you're a certain your accessibility is there. Yeah. Right. It's not like, you know, Alba wants to be the next Taylor Swift. Right. Like you know what I'm saying? Right. But you're like, as yeah. long as I, I do something that, like, it, it's cool with me and it means something yeah. to me, I put a lot of work into it and let's just put it out, cast the net, and yeah. people gravitate to it. They gravitate to it. If not, they don't. What I learned about doing that archive shit is that this just wasn't meant for now. Mm-hmm. Mm. 20, 30 years later, I could press this 45 and sell it for 10 grand. Mm-hmm. You know? The archive, yeah. meaning for our listeners, like, hey, whichever archive we're talking about, yeah, whichever know, one. But you know? specifically. But um, yeah, like, like you, five stuff, yeah. you know, like mm. all that stuff. It was like the Lord Creator stuff, like we were talking about right. the Ranchera stuff. Yes. Like 
I got some more creative tunes that are just like it, to me. I heard this one, and it was like this is the best reggae song ever. Mm. There's mm-hmm. nothing that's gonna beat this, you know. It was a Lord Creator tune. Yeah, oh, dude, Lord Creator is the be all end all for me when it comes to reggae. Now. Wow. <laughs> I've always loved him, and I only heard him. Uh, he did a version of uh, Not Kingston Town. Sometimes you got a lot of money, yeah. Yeah, he did that with Lee Perry. So there's that weird scratch thing, mm-hmm. ding, 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 thing going on. The original. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. But that's a really funny description. The, the original was a Scott from like the early days that he did with wow. Randy's at Clive's father. Amazing. So then I started hearing all the stuff, and then I started learning about him more. Then I found there was a couple tapes with him with the big band from Trinidad. Oh shit! So he was like a because he was from Trinidad. He wasn't from Jamaica, so he came from. Uh, to do like Kingston Town, like you brought him over and stuff, and uh, the edibles just this really guy. Like, <laughs> and, uh, I was watching you for a second. I'm like, mm-hmm. tell me more. Keep tell me more, Bills. But anyways, Lord Creator was kind of with, like long story. When you got into the Lee Perry, ding 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 ding, I was like, oh yeah. Oh, we're going for it right now. That was Lord Creator going to. Wow. So just because you make something now, yeah, and you you have the product of the vinyl, right? It might not pop now, but in five years. Yeah, know. and I also think you know, going back to what you kind of said before, I think that the the fact that vinyl, like the collecting, is like kind of on an up rise, yeah, you know. Sure. Um, I think it's really great for for people like myself who are making music because I think. It automatically, like people who I think in general, people who appreciate vinyl, be it things that they're discovering from the past or like things that are getting put out now, I think that there's just like a type of appreciation that goes hand in hand with that sort of like digging and that that finding, you know, of of music oh, yeah. that is like really valuable to people like me because it's like yeah, I don't, I'm never gonna probably have that wide of a net for so many reasons and that's okay but like if I can connect with that person who's like oh I just like I wanted to find that next cool thing that like yeah. you know I, that I, I had the experience of like digging up you know yeah. um, so you said I'm, it right when, yeah. uh, when you said value yeah it's sort of like the physical thing you have this appreciation for the process yeah, in yeah a way. it's true yeah the music oh yeah it's like the whole package everything it's totally it's everything it's such a bummer that it's gone. It's not mm-hmm. gone, but you know what I mean. That's not like everybody doesn't do it like that. Right. You know? The whole process isn't yeah. like that for everybody. But um, I'll tell you what. If I if I go see a band, or when I go see a band rather, and I like them, mm-hmm. I come home with their vinyl. Yeah. Almost every time, you know. Right. Like, that's like what I do now. That's probably the only time I buy vinyl, unless I'm like, you know, scouring eBay for like super like rare Creole shit that I don't mm-hmm. own already. You know what I mean? Like. All these weird missing links for me. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'll pay eighty five dollars. I'm like, you should be in my collection. So this is the only time I'll ever come across this in my life. So I'm taking it. Yeah, right. You yeah. know, I'm guilty of that stuff. But well, that's a beauty vinyl too. It'll get you. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you just see like you see it, but then you also see like the little hand. There's like. The label that says what band it is, uh-huh. and then you just see the hand coming out. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Boom. 
Yeah. Your yeah. Mind. But when I go see a band, though, current bands and stuff, and I so, uh, definitely so obviously supporting them, but like, it's a souvenir for me. Mm-hmm. From the experience, I saw you play. I had a great time at the show. I, I'm buying this because now every time I put this on, I'm remembering how I felt there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, there's an archived feeling. Definitely. From that experience, you know. On that note, how can we get the vinyl? How can everybody oh, get the vinyl? Um, or find you it? can get it on namesyoucantrust.com. Um, Alba and the Mighty Lions. And there's also a link to like a downloadable version. I think it's on Bandcamp and, the, and like, and all the other streaming, you know, mm-hmm. iTunes, Spotify, mm-hmm. blah, 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 whatever, mm-hmm. Amazon Music, wherever you, wherever you get your music, it's there. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. I find myself saying that too. Wherever it's, you get it's your such music. It's a funny thing to say. Your favorite Just look everywhere, platform. it's there. <laughs> yeah, just look everywhere, it's there. But if you want the physical, go to, you can come to one of our shows, we, uh, or you can go to namesyoucantrust.com and you'll find us. In the, Any shows coming up in the... Yes, well, I don't know when people will be listening to this, but we are playing November 15th, I believe, at Rockwood next. Um, and, yeah, and then I don't know what else after. I kind of I kind of burnt out a little, and I was like, I'm going to take a break for, like, mm. a few weeks because I just realized I had a lot of work to do to, to get the record push. And I, I was like, okay, we just did our record release. We got a lot of people out to that. Now I got to, like, get spend some time trying to put the record and the music in more people's hands and then get those people to the show and then just keep building on that. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I like try to be sort of take it seriously in the sense that I want to do it well and I want to put my best effort forward for everything. But I also trying to like not, you know, remember to enjoy <laughs> everything and have space for creating more because otherwise it's too easy to get burnt out. So I'm kind of like in that limbo of like, okay, we were. We got to find a space of uh, a middle ground. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah, like, playing shows, doing it, being out there, working it, but also taking time and <laughs> not overdoing it. Being yes, yeah. being a human being. Totally. Right. Yeah, living. Yeah, living. <laughs>